girlfriend. My wildly independent American streak still thrived. You'd think any normal parents might be proud of their daughter was dating the heir to the crown, but no, 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 no. That would be too sensible for Bob and Sarah. You don't think you're being a bit melodramatic about this relationship with Freddy, do you, Calypso? Bob suggested as we hit the M1. I mean, you only turned 15 last week, and you're acting like you're gonna marry the boy. I turned up the volume on my iPod and started humming loudly to a particularly tuneless and depressing song, which my best friend Star wrote. It's called, The Only Guarantee in Life is School Sucks. I think she got the idea for the song from our 3,000-year-old religious studies teacher, Sister Bethlehem. She's always banging on about how there are no guarantees in life, which is a blatant lie, because you can always guarantee that Sister Bethlehem will fall asleep in class. Mind you, there are certain Old Testament books that send me off into a good snooze, like Leviticus. Even so... I am feverishly fond of old sister Bethlehem. She is always teaching us useful life skills, like how to win money by betting on things, such as who cut off Samson's hair in the Bible. Yes, girls, you can win quite a tidy sum of money on that one, she told us once. A lot of people will tell you it was Delilah. But if they bothered to read the good book more closely, they'd realize she actually called for a servant to lop off his locks. Mark my words, if you're ever short of a pound, that one will come in very handy. I won a fiver of Father Conway two years on the trot with that one. But back to the guarantees. I could guarantee I would never, never, never tire of Freddy's lips. So, don't start running a book on that because you will lose. The rentals call it puppy love, but then again, they are absurdly old and quite, quite foolish. Fred's didn't seem keen for me to visit him in his familial grandeur initially. I can't think why, after I exposed him to the lunacy of Sarah and Bob, but Eventually, after aggressive hinting on my part, what is it with boys that they can't take hints? He caved and invited me to stay the weekend at Hearth Noon Castle. I guess he finally realized that if he kept me and his Kiltland retreat apart for much longer, I would start growing paws from all my shameless begging. It was all quite surreal being invited to stay with the royal family. Like the rest of the world, I'd seen Fred's and his family in their mad kilts doing photocalls outside Half Noon Castle. But like every other girl who has drooled over this fit prince, I never imagined in my maddest of mad dreams that I'd ever actually be invited to stay with him there. Okay, so maybe in my maddest dreams. But then, what girl my age hasn't? Fred's was the object of desire for teenage girls worldwide. Apart from my best friend Star, that is. Star thought that he was 
an arrogant, boring, unworthy drip with bad taste in clothes. Oh, and did I mention seriously unworthy of moi? Then again, Star didn't think any boy was good enough for any girl. Not because she's from the Isle of Lesbos or anything. It's just that she had a much higher opinion of girls than of boys. But then, if you met her father, Tiger, from the legendary rock band Dirge, you'd understand why. It's a wonder she isn't deeply unhinged. Love her though I do, her snide comments about how stuck up Fred's was were becoming tray, tray, tray annoying. He couldn't be that stuck up if he loved an American freak like me, could he? Well, that's what my psycho-tough auntie-girlfriend Honey said anyway. It's hardly ideal when I have to...